The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Yeah, I actually got asked the question the other day, what would happen if Kyle Rittenhouse was a black kid that would have gone across state lines with a gun and killed a couple of white guys at a rally or whatever? And they were like, do you think he would have been convicted? And I was like, no, he wouldn't have been convicted because it never would have gone to trial. He would have been dead. They would have smoked his ass right then and there. So it's okay. It's so hard because it, we talked a little bit about last week about how the media initially like you have like somebody like the Young Turks who have done a year's worth of uh, reporting, quote unquote, on this thing without actually seeing the videos. So I look, I said it last week. We thought he'd be exonerated. And he was. Yep. It's not a surprise. Nobody is shocked. Obviously, um, I. Did you get an opportunity to kind of look at the details of the case? Because no. there's some misconceptions going around that are in favor of what he did. And it's starting to become not so much the talk of what happened because we know it happened now. Like they say he crossed state lines. Well, he works in the town that he was at and his dad lives there and he used to live there. So it's he's kind of already part of that community. So it's not as like egregious as you would think it is. Also, too, he never brought the gun across state lines. The gun was already there in a safe in the town that he got oh, to. Oh, okay. So there is a lot of these weird little details that initially, when you see a white 17-year-old kid running around with an AR, it should elicit a response of anger. Like, what are you doing? Where are your parents? Why are you here? All yeah. those things make sense. But from a legal standpoint, those charges wouldn't have, shouldn't have stuck. However, then the morality argument comes in morally should he have been there and you can't tell me anything other than no yeah you know i from a self-defense standpoint he look he didn't fire into a crowd he was being chased he shot guys that were chasing him yes very true i I don't think anybody would argue the self-defense part at this point it just feels wrong though doesn't it it feels the verdict feel wrong yeah and um but but if you actually take the time to look into the case and look into the particulars. Listen, <sighs> under under uh, Wisconsin gun law, under like cuz you forget this goes to the state as well, right. like their individual gun laws. He kind of didn't break any laws. Is he a murderer? Yes. Yeah. Not not by legal definition. Remember, murder and self if you've def- self-defended yourself, it's no longer murder, right? Murder's sure. a punishable offense. My problem is the morality of it. If if his parents thought it was okay, his mom drove him there. He felt compelled to have to do this. So it begs the question, why? I think a lot of people dive into the bigger picture of 
the concept that maybe this country is heading to a war of ideologies. And when you start to see that it's going to the streets with firearms and violence, and it becomes scary. I mean, we're a country that has a history of fighting each other over, um, you know, <laughs> you don't say. ideological basis. <laughs> and that's scary, you know, because we're going to lose. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the other side, they got all the guns. They got um, all the guns. But it's... but. I think except for Killer Mike and all his boys in Atlanta. Oh no, because that's where I'm headed. Don't go to Atlanta; you will die. <laughs> Killer Mike's got all the guns, dude. He's I'm just gonna I'm them. gonna wave my Run the Jewels T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's your flag, Mike. <laughs> that's your white flag. You're just going with your RTJ's sweaty, you know. Um, but it's it it's funny because you look at these things legally and morally, like like I alluded to, and legally. The court found that he did nothing wrong, and we're going to have to accept that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel good, though. It feels like if a person is out there, um, and although they didn't call him an active shooter, um, he kind of was. There was opportunities for him. I mean, let's be honest. This all wouldn't have happened if he wouldn't have been there. Yes. Right. That's point blank. End of story. Why he was there, though, even has further reaching implications. The whole reason they were writing, writing because of Jacob Blake, who was shot in the back by a cop. Then so immediately when you hear like a black man's being shot in the back by a cop, instant anger and rage. However, when you find out the details of that case. He admitted to having a knife. He had he had had a bunch of priors for a bunch of so they had his rep. So. I'm not saying this in defense of anything. I think it was horrible. Any loss of life is horrible. I just think we are getting ourselves, like you said, in a position where like, it, I don't want to embolden people. I don't need you coming out to defend me and my rights unless I ask you to. Yeah. Right. And it, he, nobody asked him to be there. They asked his friends to be there and they brought him there with them. But this just feels wrong, man. I don't, I yeah. don't, I, I, and I want to get angry that the legal system failed, but it didn't. This just was, uh, why are we at the point now where 17 year olds are walking around with ARs in the middle of the city? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems really gross. It is. And we have a Fuck. tendency as human beings to equivocate, and it's like, you know, you. I can't remember the name of the woman that shot the guy that had been turning her out for fifty-two years, and yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, abusing yeah. Yeah, her, yeah, yeah. and so she finally said, "You know what? Fuck this!" And now she's in the pen. You well, know? look at look at people. And how is like, that not justifiable homicide? Dude, look <laughs> at know? people that have like. I, I and granted, we're talking about vigilante justice when we talk about this. But if someone were to hurt your child and you retaliate against them, the thought of ha- but. I, uh, where do we? It's still the gross part of it. It's you, the gross part of the law, the legal system. Is those are the slippery slopes. If you start making excuses for certain people, you have to make excuses for other people. And you're right. If that was somebody who was of a different skin tone and had more melanin, there wouldn't have been a court date. The scary thing is, I've heard Republicans say literally, in the if you were. If you're in a situation where you feel like you have to defend yourself and have lethal defense of, of your property or your life, the the going notion from Republicans, make sure is you're the only person telling the story. Yep. Because if any of those people were shot could tell their side of the exactly. story, this might have been a different Whole story. Whole different situation. But it's only one side telling the story. So 
Yeah, man. It just feels disgusting. It's I a very want... Goodfellas approach to life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Make sure the victim can't talk, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, no witnesses, yeah. right? It. I don't know. It feels bad. It feels wrong. And I'm damn well understanding of why people are angry. Even though I guess the justice system worked, it feels horrible, this whole thing. The funny thing is I don't like the idea of a young kid like him having to go to prison either. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a father. I have a son just a few years older than him. Right. I, I mean, if Ethan fucked up, I'm going to fight to the death to keep him out of prison. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. I mean, from a parent's perspective, Jesus. Yeah, you know, can you imagine? God. I, Especially I, considering it's kind of their fault. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you saw the mother in the courtroom. Oh, my god! Did you know she's 38? That's insane. She's 38. She's Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> she's the incarnation of Barbara Bush. Um, she is a handsome woman. Let me um, just say that. Did we talk about Paul Rudd? And we'll talk about Paul Rudd later. Why? It just sparked a thought in my mind. I found out the other day, and this blew my brains out of the back of my skull. <laughs> okay. Uh, sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd. Oh, we yeah. talked about that. We did we talk about, about the Wilford Brimley thing? No. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, Wilford Brimley used to be on a very popular show back in the 80s. He's best known for being the Quaker Oats guy. Yeah. Right? He's the old grandpa with the big the white Waltons. mustache. He was in the Waltons and he was in another Oatmeal show. Oatmeal commercials. Oatmeal commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't... I feel like we talked about this. But Paul Rudd won, wins Sexiest Man Alive. He's 52 years old. Wilford Brimley, when he filmed Cocoon, 50. 50 years possible? old. He's two years younger. You know what it is? It's the liberal, adrenochrome, baby-eating <laughs> left. I think so. You know? Paul Rudd is just sucking down stem cell smoothies, oh, man. Like, like the South Park where they're cracking the necks yeah. and just sucking <laughs> them down. Just like sucking them down. Like crawdads. <laughs> Uh, just fucking pinch, pinch the body and suck the head, dude. Um, uh, dude, but yeah, it's fucking the Rittenhouse saying, um, unfortunately my biggest concern, just a in summation of my feelings about it. Um, it, it feels horrible. And the worst part of this is the fact that I know without a shadow of a doubt that it will embolden other people to do like actions. Exactly. And, I, he may have gotten off. I don't even say gotten off because that means he like dodged a bullet. He was exon- He was acquitted. And um, I think we can all agree that man is no hero. And the fact that guys like Matt Gates are like, you can come be an intern for me because he's trying to use the star fucking swag and just totally clout chase this kid's popularity on the right. Hey, come be an intern for me because I sex trafficked and I'm going to jail. You know, I mean... What a fucking utter steaming pile of shit that There's man There's a lot is. of CPAC appearances in his future. Yeah, that Mr. was the Rittenhouse. joke, right? Yeah, 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 that was the joke is he's, you know, he's going to be busy till 2082. Well, it's going to work out. It's going to work out for him. Um, anywho, I promise we did that in the beginning so we could do some fun stuff. Yeah, we'll be fun. So shut up, especially you. I know who you are. Shut up. <laughs> um, 
Guys, welcome back to the Whiskey Reel. This is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. Uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about today. We got a fucking a tremendous spirit oh to tell you guys. It's it's a it's a George Takai. It's an <clears throat> oh my oh it's, my. It's fucking beautiful. Um, sitting across from me, we are we are a two man team. Um, it was great that old old Sean Mo with his pupillary distant self was uh, able to join us last week. That was super fun. So thunderous, thank you, thunderous thank you, applause. Thank you, Sean. Sean, um, absolutely. Uh, but a sitting across for me is my brother in arms. This is the Baba Duke. This is everything you need if you don't want to get the vaccine. At least get your Annie Bobbies. This is Mister Baba Van Noise of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Well, across for me is uh, our old friend Sir Antonio Branderas. But this week. He is the general manager of misery. <laughs> it's been a weird week. We can do, we can do a quick check-in later. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do a we'll, little we'll check-in. We'll do a quick check-in. But this let's talk is, about some gin. Oh, son. Um, for all of you old schoolers who still use things like Roku, this should feel good to you. Um, <laughs> we actually do use Roku in our bedroom. That's what I, whatever. Don't ask I love me my that. Roku. Roku's fine. Um, it's it's not that great. Uh, <laughs> this is from Hapon. This is Japanese gin, y'all. You know we love our Japanese spirits here because we're very soft-handed. We love our Japanese gin. And incredibly and, racially sensitive. Th- yeah, of course. As a, as a whole. Obviously. <laughs> um, this is gin from Japan. It's called Roku. Not unlike that shitty performing platform machine you have in your bedroom. This is a Suntory product who is now part of Beam Suntory. They're kind of like, you know, the Google of, uh, dist- uh, of uh, you know, spirit distributors now and producers. Um, I, I haven't seen this one before. It looked beautiful. I saw the price and we'll talk about that later because I want to save it after we start, you know, after we give it all the hand jobs in the world we're about to do. Um, this is Japanese gin. You guys know the role. If you're fans of the podcast, you know the the Japanese have this really beautiful, delicate, considerate way. They distill liquor and they produce liquor. It never is overboard or heavy-handed. That feels like an Americanized thing when you look at or even Scotch or Scottish. Um, they love their spirits and they have this beautiful, light touch when it comes to the spirits, which I really, really appreciate. Um, As you all know, gin's got to have juniper in it. That's what makes it gin. However, in Japan, they've got beautiful things. They've got sakura flowers. They've got yuzu uh, citrus. Uh, They've got sancho peppers. Uh, They've got sencha tea. They've got all these indigenous things they can add to the biotech. Botanicals. Botani- when I say biotanicals. I don't know, but that's got to be a thing. That's a rad word. That's really All right, fun. listen. Really good. All the biotanicals are indigenous to Japan. Aaron uh- Brandis, <laughs> accidental <laughs> scholar. <laughs> oh, God. Um, with the week I have, just you could. this is the time, dude. Just you get square up and kick me right in my gooch. Uh, this is... Beautiful fucking gin. Bobby, you tell me what you're tasting off of it. I'm going to just give them the, the meat and potatoes. First thing that I notice with this is the mouthfeel is just preposterous. Mm. It, it is so silky, so velvety. Um, it drinks way too easy. 
Um, the botanicals are understated, but they're there. Um, you trail. You obviously get the juniper. That's got to be there. Um, I didn't get a lot of the pepper notes. That's the interesting. Sancho? You mentioned the on Sancho. The, on the finish, I'm getting the Sancho. There's a the warmth f- in the back of my neck. Right. You know what I mean? Then maybe that's it. It's your goiter. It's my yo. Well, the, <laughs> it does act up every once in a while. <laughs> I've named it <laughs> Clancy. Melina. <laughs> Melina. For all you Total Recall fans out there. Um, yeah, it like you said, that the pillowiness oh. on the attack is crazy. The first thing I said to you is I wish this was the first gin I ever had. Yeah. Just because it is great. For friends of yours that don't like gin or think they don't like gin because they've had like Seagram's yeah. or something that would turn anybody off to gin, this is great training wheels gin. And not because oh. it's not elegant or artisan, just because it's so easy, man. Oh, my God. This is one of the easiest gins I've ever had, ever, ever, ever in, in the history of ever. If this wasn't 40 bucks or whatever it is, I have no We'll talk about that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'd do shots of this. It's it, fucking It feels ridiculous. like you could chill this in a fucking, in a fucking tin, yeah. pour it out, and shoot it, which shoot sounds it. disgusting when you talk about oh, gin. Oh, shooting gin? Shooting gin is one of the most <sighs> dirtbag things you I can I want to meet the psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and I love gin. I love gin. So Yeah, we're both ginnies, dude. Oh, man. We're, we're ru- the, we're from- the guy that just sits and pours himself shots of beef eater all day. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to meet that psychotic. Uh, he's probably working in my kitchen right he's now. He's burying his wife in the backyard <laughs> sure. as we speak. Yeah, no. He probably dresses her up and props her on the bark of lemonger and you know, they have dinner every yeah. night and Fuck you, of, Agnes. Of, yeah. Don't look at me like that. Uh why did I marry a scarecrow? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um that's fun. Killing spouses. Fun. Um I I, I, I I've basically dodged a bullet at this point. The whiskey point. reel is back. We're back. Um, Roku, R-O-K-U, Jin, and I will, I will, un- I will unleash the info right now. I paid a whopping twenty nine ninety nine. God, yeah. Whoa. This is a forty five dollar gin. Period. End of story. And I paid thirty bucks for that. City of London, which is garbage. Yeah. Cost me twenty four. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Or even like a good one, like like one of my favorite well gins that's kind of like a hipster well is like Green Alls. Yeah. Green Alls is a great everyday gin. That's it's a $20 a great, bottle. It's a $20 bottle. 10 bucks more you get. You you have to mix Green Alls, right? You yes, can't sir. sip Green But the, even Beef Eater still costs like fucking 20 bucks a bottle. Yeah, Don't get it sure. twisted. Like a good London Dry is going to cost you in your mid-20s perhaps. This is just different. It cost me in my mid twenties. Oh, it's still costing me in my mid twenties. This is absolutely lovely, elegant, and ephemeral. It. I almost did it. I I pulled. No, I heard it. I pulled back. I heard it. I did pull back. (laughs) Well, that's. I mean, that's such a buy. Fuck. Um, you brought up mixing. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, this is not a gin you're going to dump some tonic in. I don't care if it's fever tree, light tonic. I don't care. Right. It's still going to get washed out. This is too delicate. It's yeah. It's so ethereal that it's going to fade. And so what do we... My One of my least favorite cocktails of all time is a martini. Okay. I think it's overrated. 
I think if you want to drink cold booze, you could just throw your shit in the freezer and then drink it. I don't martinis. I I just I think there's a lot of hype around it because of the vessel it served in and the prestige of it. And, and it's three and ounces fucking, of straight booze and and James Bond and there's a lot of like yeah. there's a lot of these like um like kind of pop culture well, icony sort of martini thing. But we always deal with in our world it's people want dry martinis, right? So I think you could do a really nice, delicate, sweet or dry vermouth with this. Absolutely, and that would they would accentuate each other. A hundred percent. And this would be lovely. That's where I was getting at. Is oh, this would be no, no. I'm glad you agree. This would be one of the few alcohols that immediately when I tasted it, I can go. You know what? I can do this in a martini. Like yeah. I would enjoy sipping this chilled little. Depends how extra, you know, we have our fights over the proper martini. Everybody, you know, you can go either perfect. You can go wave the vermouth over the glass kind of martinis. You can do washes. You can do fulls. You can, we all kind of don't, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's like making a margarita. Ask any bartender. They're all different and they're all the best. Same with a martini. They're all different and they're all the best. I always learned, I always did a wash of vermouth. I never actually put a puddle in there, but some people like that. I think with this particular gin, you could do either and the gin's going to sing. I I did get a chance to chill this before I brought Mm -hmm. it over. So I'm wondering how it's going to feel once it starts to come up in temperature. I know a lot of Japanese martinis are one-to-one. Literally one-to-one. Literally. Vermouth to vo- vodka origin. Which sounds like an insane person talking. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, dude. I mean, come on. One to one's a lot. Why do you think? But the- I'll do one part yeah. vermouth. You yeah. know what I mean? Why yeah. not? Yeah. No, you can do a little, a little. I, I always used to call it a puddle, right? Opposed to a yeah. wash, it's a puddle. And Unless you're buying dog shit vermouth. I mean. No, but if you're using legitness, yeah. fucking go for it, right? right. Um, or even a, I think, oh. This would work well in a Vesper. Oh, yeah. 100%. This is Vesper gin. Yeah. Um, for those of you who want to kind of kick it up a notch. Again, really good. Don't mix this with fucking high C fruit punch. <laughs> don't do whatever you ratchet fucks do. First of all, don't tell me what to do. Don't, for $30, I'll put it in hey, whatever I want. Hey, it, um, <laughs> I'll do a handstand. You can put it in my butt. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's delicious. It, it It's Trust me, for 30 bucks, it's a definite buy. It's got a beautiful hexagon. That's a hexagon, right? Yeah, six sides. Um, it's a hexagon. It's not an octagon. It's, Octagon's an ex- it's eight, a hexagon. Right? Octo is eight, right? I believe. Um, I, yeah. I remember math. Uh, Suntory, great product, 30 bucks. You might be able to even find it cheaper somewhere else. I bought it from a place that's got a little bit, a couple bucks on everything because it's a very small um liquor store so everything seems to be a buck or two higher because they got to make it uh but i'm sure you might be able to find this at 28 29 bucks and it's yeah. a goddamn buy you it's beautiful 100 yeah, percent a buy for sure uh tell me how you been <sighs> you were we were sitting outside i was smoking I've a cigarette a ru- i've had a rough week um rex has had a rough week um which has then bled into our lives so we're kind of you know Snipping out each other a little bit. Sure. Uh, the company I work for got bought out recently. That's been a great thing for the parties involved, but it still involves transitioning and 
kind of unwrapping yourself and rewrapping yourself around with a new skin. So it's just been, I, I you know, I, I'm trying not to use difficult anymore. I'm trying to use challenging um, just because it sounds better than difficult. Sure. It's been a challenging week emotionally. My dad's fucking probably going to die like any minute now. It's been a lot of weird shit onioning over each other and compiling layers. Yeah. So, yeah, man, but we do what we do, man. You, you put your head down, like my, my, my buddy Darwin. I worked with this ex-con from fucking South Carolina, a uh, black kid, shocker. His name is Darwin. Um, one of the best dudes I've ever met in my life. Taught me how to cook a lot, and he used to just say, assholes and elbows, people. Go assholes and elbows. And so right now, it's assholes and elbows, man. Put do your head work. down and work. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been a challenging week. How about yourself? You've been um, busy, right? I've been a little busy. I've got new work coming in, new opportunities. It's new good. clients yeah. or yeah. nice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I've made some affiliations with a couple of other companies out of the front range. The clan? Yeah. Um, they're <laughs> nicer people than you would have thought, honestly. <laughs> Um, I don't mention my brown friends. <laughs> <laughs> they, get, they have creases in their robes. They're like super together. <laughs> if I'm on a Zoom call and Jordan walks by in the back, they're going to be like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> Nothing. He's been, uh, he was in Puerto Rico for two weeks. He's just got a tan. Don't worry about him. <laughs> um, no, things are going really well. Um, I've been kind of breaking out of my doldrums a little bit. You've been kind um, of in a little uh, hibernative sort of thing yeah. that you've been doing, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, been spending time as much with as you do. A young man named Bobby Noise. Yeah, <laughs> remember that young man? <laughs> remember how he looked in a mirror? Low those oh, twenty years low ago. Low those twenty years ago. We we are losing a dear friend of ours. Um, by the time we record and you hear next week's episode, yep. there's a young man named Mr. Walnut. I believe is his Christian name. He it will is. be back in Tejas. Yep. We wish um, him well. Of course. That's my brother. Of course I wish him well. Um, I think he's going to remember why he hated Texas Yeah, very quickly. I think so, too. Um, but that doesn't matter. It's going to be weird not having him in my home. I've come to disregard him as... <laughs> The ghost of Christmas, him? fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ghost of Christmas mass. <laughs> He's from Massachusetts. So. Do you see what I did? Yeah, I saw what okay, you did there. Thanks, I like thanks, that. It was man. better than my joke. Thank so, you, man. Fuck Thank you. you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but things are a changing. Hey, man, what's a only constant change? So get used to it. Accept it. Stop screaming at the clouds and telling the kids to get off your lawn. You know what I mean? This yeah. shit's happening regardless whether you like it or not. It feels like the word world is burning, literally and figuratively. It feels like we are as divisive as we've ever been as people. Um, yeah. And it feels like the tribes have been chosen. I'm just kind of worried that we're not going to be able to find yeah. the centrist middle ground. We probably suffer from a little recency bias when it comes to that kind of thing. Okay. I mean, how, uh, how do you think so? I mean, don't you feel like shit was probably pretty bad 50 years ago? You oh. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially I mean, go ask Rex if shit was bad. <laughs> yeah. How was it in the early to mid 60s? Oh, it was great. When they were trying to pass civil rights. Was yeah, that was, a nice time? It was a great time. It no, wasn't tumultuous I, at all. I, we, you know, back then, not everyone was just throwing everything on TikTok and just course, broadcasting it to course. the world. And so we, we have a lot more stimuli to cause our little hackles to get up 
you know, and literally clutch your pearls. You know Dude, what I mean? Yeah. It's and maybe that's the difference is it seems like even even with my kid. The thing that she kind of look when you're 12 years old, everything is the end of the world. Yeah. If if somebody calls you dumb, it's the end of the world. If you fall in front of people, it's the end of the world. I get it. I remember being 12. Everything has so much significance and so much gravitas when you're that young. However, some of the stuff that she tells me about, I'm like looking at her like, are you really this worked up about this? Yeah. Like, and I think there is. I think this is. You know, I hope with that also comes the same passion by the virtue of being kind yes. and being um, willing to help your brothers and sisters. I hope that's that same energy takes you into that mode where you're just hyper aware of all the good and the bad around you so you can help. Yeah. But man, it's like, I know it's the whole, you're not going to the hospital every time you stub your toe shit. And it's like, I don't know where the, where the, I don't, regardless of the nice people and the artistic people and the smart people, those are all my favorite kinds of people. We still need the badasses. And I don't know yeah. if they're going to be any badasses anymore. John Wick is, hasn't, wasn't born in 2008. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where are the badasses going to be? Cause we kind of need those people too. It's going to be a change of definition of what a badass actually is. You know, when okay. you find I, these I, I like that. young women that grew up in a country where their clitoris are carved off, you know, at a young age and they reach adulthood and they say, fuck this. I'm going to crusade for the rest of my life. That's that a badass is a badass. Fucking ain't right. You know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't need to pick up <laughs> twin 45s. You know, I guess the more archetypal. Exactly. American Americanized version of what we consider fucking, you know. Fucking Duke Nukem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and good. Maybe. I mean, I'm saying that's good. I hated those Giga Chad fucks. Yeah. I've never enjoyed those people in my life. No. But do you need? I mean, I guess you need cannon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> Somebody's got to train at gyms. Uh, that's very true. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. I know that. I might have touched a nerve. in my 20s. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Now. <laughs> but good. I'm glad your business is fucking, you know, because there's, dude, this pandemic fucked us all up with business. If you're, if you're an operational daily businessman, there's no way this didn't jam you up in some way, shape, or form. Sure. And it's continuing to do that. Supply chain. We all talked about all that bullshit. It's fucking hard. I tried to order a router from a very like prestigious company, and it was going to be like 350 bucks for this goddamn thing. And they told me, we would love to sell you one, but we can't get the microchips to build them right now. So you may have to look at another brand like type of shit. Yeah. So it's affecting everybody, but I'm glad you're, at least you're starting to like get a little bit more traction yeah, yeah. business-wise. I know you're not like hurting. No. It's just... What's the what's the deal? If you're not climbing, you're falling. Nobody yep, plateaus absolutely. forever. I agree. Unfortunately, with capitalism, you're either growing or dying, which is really gross. And it is really gross. It's really gross. I don't like it. I, I don't like it either. You. Would you? If somebody gave you the opportunity to be in a like cooperative business situation, would you be? Where <laughs> workers have workers have voice. They elect their own managers. Like where it's coming, like even though if you wet your mm. beak the most, yeah, that you would still almost have that buy-in from everybody that works in the company. Do you think that's a good business model? I've I've thought about this in my industry because 
you have to have cer- people with certain skill sets to be able to do the job, um, just like anything else. But I do work in a technical field, and you kind of n- need to know what you're doing. So I reach out. <laughs> you kind of need to know what you're doing. <laughs> so the people that I reach out to sometimes are people that already have their own um, built-in little, you know, book essentially. They have a book. They have people they work with. So I'm like, okay, but if you wanted to bring that, I would, you know, I want you to deal with your people. I don't want to take your money, but you're going to make more money if you bring in more people and I'll take my slice because I think that's a workable model. So is it in IT? Is it like a non fucking grifty multi-level marketing? No. Well, well maybe. I in mean, a certain if sense. You in a certain sense, you get two friends, and they get two friends, yeah. and they get two friends. But it needs to be more synergistic than that. It okay. needs to be like I'm giving you hours when with checks you need and balances. Them. Yes, I'm going to give you when I have projects. I want you to work on those projects. I want you to make the preponderance of the money but yeah i'm gonna take me, my slice let me dip you know let me dip my toe and then vice versa right if you're bringing okay. in 130 to 180 bucks an hour under the auspices of <laughs> my company that right. i've built then yeah then i'm break me off son. i'm taking 30 bucks an hour out of your shit you're not I'm like sorry. a pimp where you're like cracking them in the head and taking all the money that's a better model that's by the such way. a better, that's better model, model. Yeah. pimps always win oh yeah you know <laughs> Um, that's my don't cry. <laughs> don't cry, bro. Uh, no, but it's it's an interesting. I think the paradigm of business it's already shifted post pandemic with remote oh. work with everything going on. I don't know how much long for the world even restaurants are. The fact I of mean, the matter is, it, is that it, we have to shift. If we don't, we do uh, this Fuck. old model. It no, this hierarchical corporate model. Yeah, with. You know, A looks after B and B looks after C and D, but A looks after B watching C and D and E, and then E looks after F, G, and H. But you better make sure that C is watching D. Like this whole point counterpoint yeah. thing that we've been doing since the Gordon Gecko Wall Street days of corporatization, yeah. it feels really antiquated. And I said from we weren't going to talk reality. about politics, but I've thought about this a lot. Like the old labor union model that traditional, like you and I kind of came up voting for Bill Clinton and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that archetypal democratic thing, right? But I've thought about it like, what the fuck good are unions? I mean, unless you're a cop, a teacher, or you can dunk, I think what the fuck good is I, a union? I think in the modern definition of what a union is now, I would agree with you. However, we would still be working 60-hour work weeks, not getting overtime, have no protection, no OSHA. Of course. No. I, so I, it's so hard for me because when you say a word like union, immediately I become aware of the proletariat and w- workers' rights. And Maybe there should be just a marketing shift from the left to get away from the word union. Call and, it something else. And just deal with, no, this is just collective bargaining. That's all this is. Maybe. We're yeah. going to come to the table, agree on agreeable terms. Right. And the corporations are always going to get the better end of it. Well, but we agree on the model that right. we work under. Right, right. The well, framework that well, we work under. That's that's all well and good. The problem I'm having with is the fact that you have an absolute massive campaign against there's a when somebody what's the old Shakespearean term dost thou protest too much? 
The fact that the companies are trying so hard to union bust only tells me that it's for the workers' rights. So when you have these companies that are putting out like videos, if, if you hear people using words like like fair pay and then report it to the, you know, it's like Gestapo shit. So that, that tells me that those things still have credence and still have power. If they're so scared of it, them being corporate America, whether it's Google, Amazon famously, what happened in Bessemer, if that they go in and they throw the irony of this is they throw more money at the union busting than they would have done just to pay like just to pay people correctly. But it's such a flex. It's a corporate flex. It's them letting you know you're fucking you're under my boot, dog. You're um a general manager in this world and there's a flex going on amongst workers worldwide saying okay you know what we don't want to do anymore is not work for money we want a livable wage hey man so like people are all the republicans all my well my dad my all, my, oh, all you that mean your generation. whole family yeah <laughs> but i'm just saying like a generational right. thing they're just right, like right, oh right. people don't want a fucking job no it's like they do want a job they just don't want to work for seven dollars an hour and be indentured servitude for the rest of their fucking lives. They want a chance to make a livable wage, raise a family, buy a goddamn car. Buy, I mean, who's... We didn't get that. No. The boomers got that. Yeah. We did not get that. That's I what, could not. Isn't that funny? They had so much opportunity. They had so, dude, they can buy a fucking house in a nice neighborhood with one salary, have the other spouse stay home, be with the kids. They had an opportunity to do that. I don't remember that opportunity. Do you know how much $20 an hour was in the 50s? Oh, my. Dude, you're a millionaire, dude. Bring it. That's what's up. And dudes on like out in the oil field. But they also had like, pensions. They were making 20 bucks an hour. But they already and had. They have pensions, yeah. too. And they have health insurance. And yeah. they have all these other things. That my, my dad went to fucking California State University for free. Right. Because I don't know if anybody knows this. Education was free 40 years ago. You could go to a state uni if you live there and were a resident and go to college for free. This isn't something that's been socialized and it's Marxist, Leninist fucking propaganda. We used to do this. And oddly enough, we were at the forefront of all technology, all production, because we invested in our fucking, in our citizens to be educated and to help it, what is it? The fucking rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now we have severely undereducated people, myself included. Uh, we have severely undereducated people that who, where are engineers? Where are our visionaries by virtue of like mechanics? We don't have that anymore. We got fucking Elon Musk. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's our visionary for the future. Yeah. We don't have people. Pretty soon, we're not going to know how to work on cars, no. know how to carp, do any carpentry. There's not going to be any vocational skilled people. It's it, this. Yeah. And I, I, I weep. To That's button this up, Elon Musk can kiss my ass. He's a fucking. He's look. And I in the very beginning, I thought what he was trying to do might have been cool. Like, here's this outsider that's willing to not work with the government. but And then you learn he gets government subsidies every yes. year for tens of millions of dollars. So the mask, no taxes. mask off, right? Mask off. Yeah. He's exactly what you think he is. We're creating a techno oligarchy, and it's fucking terrifying, we have. dude. We already it's have. done. 
And, and I'm not big. T- I mean, that's like almost like an alt right talking big tech, big tech, even though they're in bed with them, too. But but you're right. The fact that these platforms, these people, these businesses control so much of the comings and goings of everything, whether that's product or information, people, they it feels like everything is being looked at through the lens of these technocratic oligarchy and you just get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds i guess just say trillions of stagnated dollars that just sit in fucking accounts and there no there's no nothing being generated from that money granted they hire people they hire sure they're job creators to to a large extent i get that i don't but but they also have people shitting in bags because they, they can't but miss their like quota. When Elon Musk is throwing a bag of burning dog shit on Bernie Sanders' front porch because he wants to have tax revenue coming from those dollars that are being made. Hi. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm not a huge Bernie guy, but fuck, man. Well, like, I, I you're I, worth like two hundred billion dollars. I I think at this point, I think we can safely say. No, this has been a 150-year experiment with capitalism. I can't stop drinking this gin. It's so good, dude. <laughs> Ricky! Um, I think at this point, 150 years later, after instilling the freest of free markets, there's never been a freer market than American capitalism ever in the history of human existence. I think at this point, we might want to be able to... We're so entrenched in it and so beholden. It's become part of our like national identity. It's become part of like it's God and country and capital. Like it's been thrown into this fucking stew of who we are is this free market society. I think it's time to maybe take a step back and look of about the bad parts. Uh, and we just refuse to. We don't want to look at kids in China making phones. We don't want to look at any of it. We don't want to look at the waste created in the giant trash island off of fucking Australia. We don't want to look at any of it. Bury your head in the sand. You know, watch the next episode of fucking, you know, Top Model or whatever the fuck you people watch. <laughs> By the way, who watches sitcoms anymore? Who are you fucking lunatics? I couldn't name one. Like the new Sheldon. No. Who watches that? No, thanks. Okay. Um, I'm just saying, I think maybe it's time to look at it, whether it's a socialized democracy or <laughs> however we do it. I you think. know what I love is our whole plan was to be light, breezy. And we and literally talk organically talked into this. <laughs> we were going to talk about NFL officiating, everybody. And this is what you got. And actually, it was going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for next week. <laughs> we'll save it for next Shit, let's talk about it right now. Um, Let, let's talk about one thing in the NFL because this touches on subjects that we've touched on in the past. We yeah, talked labor about markets, air- labor pools. No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought with the NFL officiating. No, I just wanted to talk about fucking Antonio Brown and what a oh, shit. giant piece of dog shit oh, he yeah. is. Um. We don't have any proof of this, but it turns out that Antonio Brown, if you guys aren't familiar, he's a wide receiver in the National Football League, and if you're all turning He's out famous the, for being a little ratchet. He's a little ratchet. Yeah, which is fine. He's bounced around the league. And he's talented as shit. He burned his feet off in a cryogenic accident. That happened. for the Raiders. <laughs> but now he plays for uh, our buddy Tom Brady over in Tampa Bay. Right. He's just been a problem, but... Lately, he's been a model citizen. 
But it turns out he decided he had like a, a home chef, like a private chef, mm-hmm. stiff the guy for 10 grand. That's awesome. So the guy had some inside information and he releases the fact that Antonio Brown has been playing under a fake vaccination card. This entire fucking season. Oh, that's so dumb. Just been going to meetings, going to parties, never wearing masks. Just like, thrown it up, yeah. dude. And the Tampa Bay franchise is, they're scrambling. They're like, no, there's no irregularities with his vaccine card or whatever. Now, I ask you, <laughs> what is the moral of this story? The moral of the story is pay people what you agree to pay them. Thank you. None of this would have happened if you would have just paid the man. Paid that guy. Ten grand, you blew that on your fucking Balenciaga fucking sweater last week at Neiman. Stop it. Go fucking pay this man his... Give that man his money. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Didn't, like, two years ago, he had a guy, a mover, that he refused to pay? And that turned into a whole big fucking... It's hood shit. God, dude. It's hood shit. Just stop being an dude, idiot. AB is so goddamn talented, too. Um, not the just because he has In 20 initials. years, we're going to look back and we're going to be like... He's going to be like Meta World Peace. We're mm. going to be like, oh, no, he was suffering from, you know, depression or, you know, <laughs> some sort of... I don't know. Some sort of like Everybody debilitating get, autism. They, where all he, get, <laughs> they all get to <laughs> lean back on CTE. Dude. What's the opposite of autism? because <laughs> i think he has it us because he's yeah i guess i don't know <laughs> so i don't know if we have any sponsors this week uh sean took them all with him yeah he took them all. so uh, when he left gonna... he took all the sponsors with us we're just gonna take a break and come back yeah, we're gonna we go into break fun ass media shit for you all for sure dude i gotta take a tinkle do you know what uh do you know what do you know what <laughs> do you know what ratchet ass bitches suffer from what's that thoughtism <laughs> we have a sponsor and now a word from our sponsor this episode of the whiskey reel is brought to you by psst the people scared of scientific theory we at the psst don't believe in Endorphins. Hey. It's just exercise dope. Peloton crack. Psst. We also don't believe in Tylenol. Why deaden your pain? Psst. We at the PSST do not believe in service animals. Psst. We also don't believe in dementia. Stop tricking me. Psst. We don't believe in clubbed feet. That's just a third fist. You whiny fuck. Psst. I wouldn't have believed in club thumbs except my ex-wife had them. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we at Psst don't believe in vulcanized rubber. Wackens worked just fucking fine. Psst. We don't believe in wheels. That's just the devil's circle. We at Psst don't believe in the internet. Unless you want to jerk off. All of us here at Psst don't believe in rap music it's just black country (laughs) hey guys we are southwest colorado's podcast and we never pull any punches except for when we 
redact and and pull punches. Take episodes completely off the air. This is true. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, please do nine seven zero four two six five three four four Astro World nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Send us a text message, voicemail. We're looking for some feedback from you guys. Also, you can reach us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com and all of the social media platforms at whiskeyreel that Sean Moriarty did not delete. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Um, If you're looking for a platform, find us also on Linktree at whiskeyreel, and that will point you in the right direction. We're on almost every platform, so wherever you find podcasts. By the way, also, take the moment. Go to iTunes, leave us a review, a five-star review. We'll definitely get you on the air. And beyond that, it really helps people find the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we haven't been doing this for like three and a half years or something. something. like that. It's been a long time. We've went through different iterations. I get it. You know, we're not, you know, everybody's cup of tea or whatever. We're still doing the yeoman's work. we, We do this. Look, we've said it before and we'll say it again. We do this for us. You are just a byproduct of our narcissism. True story. That's all you are. So take it, eat it, love it. (laughs) Um, Media. There's a lot of media. There's a tremendous amount of media. There's so much shit that I bounce back and forth from. It's almost becoming an avalanche. Well, this is indicative of what we talked before about, like, just the general where we're at this is turning into ready player one where you just go into your own fucking vr landscape and live your alternate life or whatever the fuck you're doing well i mean we're almost like that people are walking into potholes looking at their phones walking into traffic this is like oh this is where we're going i just hope my daughter's generation can turn it around maybe a little bit but Mm, probably not um that being said what have you been watching, sir? What have you been enjoying? Uh, I had a big screen experience the other night. Took a friend of the podcast with me and her daughter. It was really fun. We went and saw Ghostbusters Afterworld. Oh, or Afterlife. I Sorry. I want to see it so bad. And I know you said you tried to go yesterday. Yeah, we. there's a local theater. I don't want to disparage them, but they. I, I can't not without giving up the deets, but... One of the theaters that they have has horrible sound, and we called in advance to ask yeah. about the sound, and they said they fixed it. So we took them on their word, and they did fix the surround sound. But there was, dude, that bass sounded like an '86 Tercel, dude. Yeah. It was bad, dude. So yeah. when you when you're watching a big blockbustery movie like that, you want your guts to rumble when the bass drops, you yeah. know, like so. But I heard next door the Eternals was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, It sounded great. Uh, But yeah, anyway, how was it? Okay, so we talked about this last week with Sean. He brought it up that it was going to be like this nostalgia bomb. Right. He was not fucking lying. I mean. (laughs) Sick. I will tell you this. Having this 12-year-old girl sitting next to me. Had she watched all the other ones? So she had watched the first one. I made her watch the first one a couple of years ago. Okay. And Like by gunpoint? Loved it. Um, sometimes you have to with her because <laughs> she's like, eh, well, I'd when rather... they're 10, yeah, yeah, you gotta, yeah, she's pretty picky about what she watches. Focus. Like she'll watch the Goldbergs episode about the Ghostbusters before, before she the watches Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I understand. 
No, but she was great, and we had so much fun. And just to see her like kind of sit up straight in her seat at certain scenes and just like, right. really get into it. That's and, rad. Like, and I'm sitting there in a couple of moments, like literally kind of tearing up a little bit because the nostalgia was so strong. Um, <laughs> it was like Dracar Noir. And Paul Rudd's in it. He's hilarious. He's sexy. Yeah. Um, he plays the sexy Rick Moranis in this movie in, in a <laughs> lot it, of ways. Is which are words that have never been strung together? Never in a been sentence. strung together. Okay. Um, Rick Moranis, I'll just spoiler alert, does not show up in a cameo. I really hope he might, but he's been retired now for many, many yeah, years. Yeah, he's still nursing that punch. Yeah. Well, I think he lost his wife or something of that nature. Ooh. He lost someone really close to him and he decided to retire and not be in the public eye. So anymore. my offhanded joke about him getting punched yeah, in the that was like, gross. did not land. Yeah, it was gross. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh no, but the movie is really, really funny. Uh the kid in it, the little girl, I guess she's like this eleven year old girl. She I don't I think you can tell this from the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. She's the granddaughter of um Egon. Egon. Spangler. And holy fuck, is she's kind of a miracle in it. She's really? so goddamn good. Like wow. she's the best part of the movie. She's not Rudd. The best part of the movie. She's great. She steals it. She's fantastic. Every yeah, every scene she's in, she just has a a really cool grasp of like being the kind of nerdy but like magnetic character. Huh. Yeah, she kills it, man. And I've never seen this little girl before, but what a little actress. Did they do the franchise? Did they do the property justice? Well, yeah. It's like, the best a- movie since the first one, by far. Because two was dope, dude. People two was sleep, eh. dude. But so, with Vigo, I rewatched the Vigo one, and it has so, so many good. great moments. God, it's so funny. God, the climax of that movie is such dog Sucks shit. Sucks assholes. So, but freaking I, cheesy. It, and, it was horribly cheesy. But at the time, we loved it because we were kids. Um, but you're but saying Peter McNichols in the second one was fantastic as the little. He's uh, Vigo. <laughs> he is Vigo. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Um, Sigourney's great in that one. I won't talk anymore about like Ken cameos and stuff uh sigourney's in it so uh, (laughs) i'll say this stick around there may or may not be a stinger in the credits hey pretty cute pretty fun stick around for that we grew up with the franchise it was such a huge part of our childhood (sighs) i know um my daughter's excited to see it like i told you we went to physically go see it uh and then walked out because the sound was so bad but we were had all intent and purpose of of going in and and um she has seen all the ghostbusters yeah like she was super stoked to go watch us so That's awesome. we'll probably watch it next week um at some point but i'm super excited to see it it's just such a a heartwarming franchise there's so much like even from even Rex, like her favorite Bobby Brown song is yeah. Take Control. Like, from you know the what I mean? One. From yeah. the second one. Like, there's so much, like, nostalgia. It was probably already going to be a nostalgia bomb just because there's so much yeah. there, there. For no doubt us about it. As, like, yeah. children of the 80s. You and know? this is the most heartfelt of the series. Wow. I mean, they had a really, yeah. I mean, believe me, when you see it, you're going to be like, they tugged. There's a couple of moments that seem a little forced, but it. <sighs> But for Ghostbusters, is but it for Ghostbusters? Yeah. And, um, oh, and the effects, holy shit, dope! Man. It's a it's a callback to the first movie in so many different ways, 
and some of the effects are so fun. And there's a scene in this movie that takes place in a Walmart, which I find really charming. <laughs> and it's hilarious. When I saw it in the trailer, I was kind of like, oh, that seems really yeah. yeah. But it's not. It's funny as shit. Um, it has a Gremlins feel at times. Whoa. It has okay. a, a big time. Big, I get the Walmart you. scene is a full-on Gremlins scene. I get scene. you. And then uh, definitely the Goonies vibe because you got the kids. Hell yeah. And yeah. There's a lot to like. If you grew up in our era, holy shit. Like, You're going to freak. This is just like, oh, oh I can't fuck. wait. Oh, it's um, just manna well, from heaven. Obviously, the effects have gotten really, really good because uh, last week we had Slimer look like Sean Moriarty. <laughs> and they had the same pupillary distance. Um so and good, dietary habits and dietary habits. He eats packs of hot dogs. Um, I love you, Sean. No, but I'm I'm super excited to see. It. I just he wish was, he would take the plastic off. I'm, I'm, it makes me nervous. It's weird when he just gnaws on a it pack makes, of hot dogs. It makes the poop weird. Um, <laughs> no, I'm so excited to see that. I've been watching some shit that was. Very like, I mean, it's a top 10 on Netflix, so I can't say under the radar, but I don't give a lot of credence to video games coming to life. Like when people do video game adaptations, I don't know. I I probably can count on one hand all the fucking good either properties that were devised from a video game. There's not a lot of them out there. And I'm telling you, this one took me by the fucking short and curlies for sure this is arcane this is a league of legends uh series that's on netflix league of legends is a video game for those who have played it they they talk about it like it's doing heroin like people kick the video game that's how fucking addictive it is <laughs> i've never played it so basically it's set sort of in a weird future kind of steampunky sci-fi magic-y a little bit um I don't know how much money they spent on the animation on this, but it it looks like they spent a half a billion dollars. It is one of the most beautifully drawn CG. I don't even know where the CGI stops and the drawing happens, but both of them are there. The characters are incredibly compelling. It's like TVMA, so there's blood and cursing and like violence. So it's not all like, you know, what Power Rangery, like by virtue of like how the fight scenes go. It is so compelling. It is so fucking cool. Uh, I, I honestly, I was so taken aback. Um, I'm a big uh, anime guy. I enjoy watching it, especially with my daughter because we both geek out. But obviously, she can't watch this one. I was watching this, and I thought it was going to be just a something to have in the background. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, three episodes in, I'm like, this shit is fucking dope. Right. It. Honestly, it, even if you're not a huge anime fan, this would be a good thing to like experience anime through because it's so fucking slapping. Like it looks absolutely beautiful and perfect. They really got nuances of like personal relationships and good, bad, evil, who's who. Um, it's really cool. Like I, I, I don't want to spoil anything except it's a, it's about two sisters. They grow apart after growing up, and they end up being almost combative with each other. So good versus evil, and uh, man, it is. It's there's there's some blood, there's some guts, and uh, yeah. It's, just watching the fight the, scenes are amazing. Watching the trailer with you, I was just 
devastated by the how beautiful, how beautiful the animation it is. I was incredible. just I, I don't even know how the I don't even know what that is constituted. I, I don't either. Is it hand drawn? Is it? See, I don't know. Super fucking cool. Beautiful. Um, very much worth your time. I think it's like an eight episode series, and I think they're doing it by season, so I don't think it's uh, limited. Right. So hopefully, if they get enough steam, which it looks like they have, they'll do more. But it's fucking again. Never played League of Legends, but I might have to now. Uh, well, I, will, you know, I, will, I haven't I, either. I will lose my soul. I've always been afraid of like the World of Warcraft, League of Legends. I, I just don't want. It's scary, right? Yeah, I don't want to lose myself oh in my a God. video game. Is I lose myself in Jen. I lose <laughs> myself in women and Jen. I, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> touche. Hey, um, the hard. I was playing a, an. I was playing an RPG the other day, just checking out. I like to check out like where the platforms are out. And it was a kind of a Dungeons and Dragons based RPG. It was an MMO. So it's very obviously interconnected, everybody. And you know when people ask you to join like their group? <laughs> Why yeah. is it like the cool kid asking you to hang out for lunch? He's like, oh, yeah. You're like, oh, do you want to join my you're like, I don't know. Should I? Um, it's super creepy. Uh, but, but check out that. Um, obviously we're all going to watch Ghostbusters. That's going to happen, but watch Arcane too. It's super fun. It's going to be a fun movie to talk about before we ramp up to our full month long coverage of Top Gun Maverick, which is, (laughs) (sighs) that's going to, oh dude, when we get into Maverick, everybody just unsubscribe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's going to be bad. The little girl, the I Bobby is going to go with. two weeks hard. Oh on yeah, Maverick, hard, dude, hard. No, it's going to be a Tom Cruise based <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and we'll, that's when we'll bring Knuckles on, so she and so I she can, can just, yell at you, yeah, yeah, and defile you. Oh, and I will sit here and take it. Oh yeah, because you will. she's way too smart for me. Fucking a right. Um, and I'm just not got, stupid. No, but Knuckles is pretty smart. Yeah, <laughs> you're thoughtistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're going to get into some other stuff. We like music. I don't know if you guys have known. Uh, we both like music a lot. You um, mean musica caliente? Um, yeah, all of that. Uh, we why, don't were, I, why don't I play mine first? You do first, but I want to you're bringing a banger. But the preliminary one was we both, this, this is what great minds think alike. Oh, yeah. We were both going to go after the new Earl Sweatshirt song. Um, Earl Sweatshirt, part of Odd Future, who was clearly him and Tyler were obviously the oh, two yeah. um, of kind of peaks of those mountains. He, Earl's a, an enigma. I, I I used to joke around and call him Young MF because um, <laughs> he is even yep. the way his style is. He has a new song called uh, come out called 2010. I hope that man releases more music. He's been everything avant-garde rap needs uh, for the last few years. There have been a lot of other guys that have come up, but big up to Earl. I think we both looked at that track, and I was like, It's super good. Super good. Um, It's very much in the vein of what he was doing in his last, like, uh, his last EP. It's kind of along the same line. He's on some other shit. Like, he's he's not worried about Instagram and worried about fucking... He's... Earl's on his shit. Um, so I'm very excited to see what that young man has. Yeah, absolutely, man. But what do you got? Uh, so I just found this today. I didn't realize that FKA Twigs, 
who I think we've done maybe one song. From I think her on the you've podcast. done one, but well, you've talked about her just because you're you have a unhealthy obsession. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, have you seen her? <laughs> I've never seen her before. <laughs> I mean, she's got a gap in her teeth and beautiful Perfect. skin, and just seems she, like an angel. She's a vulture eight point one. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, <laughs> no, she's lovely. Um, she had a song years ago called Two Weeks," which might be my ultimate baby making song. Like it's a bangy, yeah, it's a bangy, yeah. I would love to not put a baby in you to that song. <laughs> not you, Aaron. I know, but just the royal you. I would keep it. Um, I know you would. I would keep it. Our kid would be fucking amazing. Our kid would be amazing. God, he'd be so right. obnoxious. Number one, it would be a a, a girl, and oh, that would okay. make things super weird that all the way around. Super weird. She'd yeah. have a fucking really cool beard. Yeah, and yeah. the raddest hair part ever. That would be the most hipster piece <laughs> of shit God. kid. It'd come out with a baby gap half shirt and a fedora. <laughs> I only use tips. typewriters. <laughs> Computers are part of the patriarchy. Um, no, anyway. uh, FK. This is um, this is actually a track they released as a B side on her last album from 2019, which was fucking amazing called magdalene that was that magdalene show yeah yeah that was really really good that was a this is a more fleshed out version of that song unfortunately didn't she she was also very well known for dating robert pattinson robert pattinson who you know what i don't i don't know if i hate that i want to see the new batman dog I i will hold to my okay you have twilight which you can talk about, and then you have the lighthouse and Cosmopolis and Cosmopolis, which was very underrated. But he's done some stuff. lighthouse, lighthouse. Fuck you! I'm We're- never gonna watch that movie again. I no, promise, ever. But God, no, he was so fucking good. God, it. in working opposite Defoe, do you know how oh, hard that is? Fuck. Like, anyway, yeah, I'm gonna reserve my ju- judgment for Mr. Pattinson until Batman. Yeah, yeah, and he. Took down FK Twix. So that's pretty solid. Fucking right in the crosshairs, dog. Let's listen to this little biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't judge me, take care of me. Don't judge me, take care of my heart. Don't judge me, be there for me. Don't judge me, just hold. Kind of got lost in watching that video, but uh, yeah, you were watching the screen. I wasn't, so I was just listening. <laughs> you fucking heathen! No, she's she's got this like broken falsetto that really, really works. Like she can't quite hit that. You know what I mean? I, I think it's in, I think it's intentional. I think way, so too. I think she if uh, gun to her head, if she had to hit those notes, she probably could. I think it's an affect yeah. to her voice that is. It it lends itself to to uh, tell a story like yeah, um, yeah. of why she's singing what she's singing because she's singing "Don't Judge Me." So there's like a reticence in the vibrato and stuff, which is cool. It's performative, and I I dig it. She's talented. 
Well, I mean, yeah, she's a good-looking lady, but the she's last thing I'll say man. about her, and this will to get away from just how like her looks and how in love you are with her, slightly. Um, <laughs> she in the in a world of wet ass pussy and fucking the stallion and all these fucking, she has this elegance to her that she never gets away from. She's sexy as fuck, and her music's very sexy, but it's not provocative. That's if a that great makes way to sense. put it. That's actually a great way to put it. Being sexy without being provocative. You know what I mean? Because And yeah. don't get me wrong, like in two weeks, she had there's some lines in that song that hey. evoke hey. emotions in me. But <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel away. It makes me feel away. Okay. No doubt about it. Um, Talk about your thing. Okay. I am a goddamn Pour yourself har- some jam I'm pot. Pour no. myself some Roku, homie. I want some Roku. I'm about to put on the Roku. The Hulu don't work on the Roku, but Roku works on the Roku. I don't, um, I don't use Hulu. I know. Bob's Burgers. Um, it's the only reason we have. I have every episode on Plex. I'm just saying. <laughs> I get it faster. Um, I'm obsessed no. with Bob's Burgers. Okay, that's fine. Um, anyway, there's a, there's a group out of England. They're a bunch of dirty, crusty fucking punks, and I cannot love them more. I got obsessed with these guys uh, a couple years ago. If you're fans of the podcast, uh, they had a album out called joy is an act of resistance, which is, I still think one of the best titles to an album ever and their album brutalism, which I went right down the rabbit hole on their band called the idols. Or if you're from England, the idols, um, cause they don't have teeth. So they're a collective of very avant-garde. I don't want to call them prog rock. I still mm-hmm. want to stick them in punk. I really, really do. Distorted guitars, very open, um, legato sort of uh, uh, rhythms they do. Um, it's not, everything's not boom bap boom bap boom bap boom bap. It's not like a, a, a six four fucking you know like triplets after every Andy, after every four they're very like non-proggy in their production but the sound is very progressive and they're very you know fight fight for your right they're very anti-establishment they're very like no color lines they're very you know all on top of women's rights they're 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 kind of the the punk band that we need now Uh, I said that two years ago and they make me feel really, really good when they play music. This album is called Crawler. This is um, almost feels like a resurgence. Ultra Mono was their last album, which was almost experimental and brilliant from them. Um, This is almost getting back to the old idols, even though they're only like four LPs deep. Um, This is still getting back to kind of what made the heart pump when I I, um, heard them in the first place. This album's all over the place. I picked this song only because it's like you can capture a moment because we can't play the entire song. Um, And it's you can hear the effects on the guitars and the drive. This is workout music. This is driving music. Uh, This is thinking music. Um, I they, these guys have never disappointed me. The Idols have—they're the only band that I own multiple pieces of merchandise from. It's very hard for me. <laughs> I gotta spread the love around. So I got some Aesop stuff, some Deftone stuff, some—you know—I got my bands and my people. And this—I—I I can't get away from these guys. They're—they're they're too fucking good. 
Um, this shit's called The Wheel, and it's off Crawler. Get this shit. Trust me. You'll love it. Here we go. Again and again. She woke from a slumber with a crippled stance. She said she missed my brother. I want to want more chance. On so times. Again and again. The Oh man, that wow! Fire! That is, yeah, that is so good, so good. God, that's it feels good. so good when you hear something like that. It just changes your day. Oh my god, it changes your outlook. Well, what you want to fuck everything and kill your enemies and yeah, yeah, eat some noodles. Well, I don't no- know why noodles are delicious. You said what? Did, what did you say? Um, so shortly after my divorce that I had, I was in this weird place where I had like nothing to do, like on a day. I literally, and for somebody who's had something to do every day for a long time, having nothing to do is kind of stressful. Yeah. Like you feel you have to do something. Yeah. So I did, I put in some headphones and I walked into downtown and I met up with Bobby and his girlfriend at the time. And he, he said something that I thought was great. He goes... So you're having a walk of what did you say? You're having a walk of life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You go, you going on a walk of life? And I was like, yeah, kinda. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I'm I'm literally listening to this and mm-hmm. letting it drive my entire emotion of what my day is going to be. Yeah. And that's what this band does for me. I could put them in mm-hmm. and just. I can walk around town and nobody knows yet, but I'm a fucking time bomb ready to go off. And it sounds amazing. like you're a pearl of wisdom, but I'm sure yeah, but we'll go somewhere no, else. No, but, but, I, the, but the, it, it is. always reminds me of when I bumped into you that day because I was literally lost. Yeah. Like I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And you were just like, yeah, you're on a walk of life. And I was like, oh my God, I am. So I should just, in, this is it, right? This is your moment to sort it out. That's what's up. So. God bless you, idols. God bless you, Bobby. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, it's about that time. Is it? It's about that time. It's so soon. It always goes so quickly. <laughs> I know. It does go quickly. Right. Um, we haven't gone long. We're indulging in brevity in some ways. I like wow. it. But we've had a really Good nice conversation. Yeah. Good for us. Um, um, but we yeah. might as well clutch our pearls of wisdom. It's about that time. Tring, 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 tring. Would you like me to go first? I'll go yeah, first. Okay. Sure. Yeah, why not? Mine's really easy. Um, <laughs> you always say, mine's going to be short. Well, Sean's not here, so it will. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got into a situation last night, which was really, I mean, kind of disappointing, but also kind of cute and funny. But um, if you have allergies, <laughs> especially... To uh, or a sensitivity to cats, and you're <laughs> dating, you might want to keep some Claritin in your pocket. Because I arrived. That a- <laughs> this has happened to me, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I've a- yeah, I arrived at a young lady's house. She had this adorable cat, which I immediately just tackled and, and was rubbed rolling all over yeah. your face, just shoved her in my <laughs> eyeballs. Because <laughs> I do, I love. Cats, I love them. Yeah, they just I. Those dogs funny, are great. They're funny dogs animals. are great. 
They're but funny dude, animals. Give me a cat. But a good cat. A good cat. A good cat's better than the best dog. This is a cute little kitty, and she was reminded my old kitty. Oh, and, and then you went down yeah. the fucking feelsies. Yeah, yeah. yeah and she you. had thoughtism, I found out. She does so, have thoughtism. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, so yeah, I just had this moment when I realized kind of in the moment of truth, I was like, I, you have to take me home now. I can't be here. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I had like tears coming out of my eyes. And I'm not like strictly allergic to cats. I've had cats. So did you guys fuck? But no. No. Wow. I was like, I got to go home. I got to go home. Wow. So fellas, when in the company of a beautiful beautiful woman that has a cat. Claritin. Pack your Claritin, bud. Or, so, or, or, or Flonase. Like Zyrtec. A or whatever Zyrtec, the fuck a you're Flonase, into. Uh, some sort of decongestant. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. But that was, it was crazy. Like, my eyes just exploded. Like, they itched so bad. You wanted to kill your, You were like, this isn't even worth me feeling this bad right now. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's well. Like twenty seconds before we got to her home, she was like, "Oh, by the way, I, I, by I, the way, I have a cat. I hope you're not allergic." And I'm like, "Motherfucker!" Nah. I was like, "I'm a little sensitive to cats, but I don't think I'm allergic." And she's like, "Well, it's an indoor cat," and I'm like, "Oh, we're we're great." You're and then like, I walked I... in there, and like five minutes later, I was like, <laughs> "Someone help me!" <laughs> you went fucking full quasi on it, dude. Oh yeah, I went home, popped two Benadryl. Crawled into bed. It just and, died. And died. Love you. <laughs> I'll try it again next time. Yeah, it'll be fine. You know was what know what you didn't notice? What's that? That cat was giving you the finger on your way out. I got it. That cat was double burdened, dude, just on your way out. It's like, it. You can fuck later, Bray. Um yeah. cute little cat, by the way. Really oh, cute. Oh, Sweet. Little kids. The little kids. I love them. Love um, the babies. They're the babies. Okay. So I learned the hard way. You don't have to learn the hard way, by the way. It just it feels more pronounced and <laughs> important when you do. Sometimes we just learn shit. Like, congratulations, you learned this thing and you didn't have to suffer for it. That's awesome. I've had to kind of suffer for this little piece of knowledge. And it sounds rudimentary and sophomoric and juvenile and all of those things you want to attach to it. But... Sometimes when your guys like, and I'm gonna put Bobby in this group because he and he won't. I guarantee you won't fight me on this. I'll put Bobby in this group and a lot of other guys that I know that are. Listen, we're we joke about being narcissists and 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 that's a very loaded term. That means you literally don't care about anything but yourself. We're not like that, but listen, we're us focused. Um, a lot of people that are performative people that are business people are them focused. They think about themselves first. And I had a moment where um, I had to learn to shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Not make an excuse, not explain, not give any contextual analysis to what you're telling me, I just literally need to sit there and shut up. And that for guys, again, speaking for Bobby, guys like us, even when the person you're talking to is saying something that isn't true as far as you're concerned, do you know how hard that is to hear something that you want to go, no, 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 that that's not how that happened. But to sit there and shut 
the fuck up is a valuable fucking lesson. I don't care if you got to focus on a fucking grain of rice on the floor, if you got to think about fucking soccer when you were 10. I don't know what tool you need to use to get there. Shut up. Let the other person talk and let them have their full say, not just their partial say, because they're going to say they're done talking. And then you got to wait yep. and wait and wait. And then they're going to talk more. They got to get it out. And they're so used to you commandeering the situation and everything. You just got to fucking wait and shut the fuck up. It'll help you invaluably. I'm telling you, like, shut up, especially if you're a, a A-type, chess forward, fucking let's go, that type of person, which I know a lot of you people are, just shut up. Let the other person talk. It'll met itself out, and they'll feel better. You just got to be okay with it. 100%. We've been there, right? Oh, yeah. You've been there? Yeah. Where you want to say some shit, and you bite your fucking lip because you know. Oh, you no, 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 no. Agree. I've never done that. <laughs> 